Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. You have asked and I listened. I am so excited to announce the upcoming Rising Leaders Collective Membership Community. This will include bi-weekly support as you learn to own and stand on your story in a supportive collaborative space. Do you want to become a published author, a podcaster, or a business owner? Then this is the space for you. Be the first to know all the details as they are released. You do not want to miss out. Drop your email in the link below in the show notes. I am so excited to support you and bring this vision to life. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with Lindsay Anderson. We connected on social media a few months ago, and I love everything that she does and how she shows up in this world. So I was so excited to have her on this podcast. She is a soul coach, a published author and CEO, self-development junkie and spiritual junkie. She is a Gemini, Capricorn, and Leo combo, and a 6'2 emotional Manny generator. And if you're listening to this, you're like, what? Don't stay tuned. We're going to talk all things about it. Lindsay is a retired social worker who began pursuing her soul's purpose after having experienced rock bottom when she lost her job, her relationship, and her sense of self. She is a three-time published author who is committed to sharing her story and inspiring others to speak their truth. We dove into all things human design, gene keys, intuitive wisdom, energetics, masculine, feminine, learning to listen to your intuition, surrender, trust, yet still being that big part masculine where it's like push and go and create, but allow it to unfold the way it's meant to. I loved this conversation and you'll fully understand why Lindsay is a soul coach. I have done a few of her intuitive sessions and have loved what I have learned. And I just know she has so much value to share with you coming from a space of living in constant anxiety and resistance to now unfolding and letting the universe support her while she continues to show up and do the work and surrendering and trusting and healing and how that has helped her to create the business that she has today. You're going to love this episode. Welcome to the show today, Lindsay. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Yay. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. I love hanging out with Marsha. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, this is another one of those stories where like there are people everywhere, right? Like this is the thing. There are people everywhere. And I don't even know, I think our paths crossed a few months ago. I'm guessing online. I feel like you and I were like following each other for a while. Mm -hmm. And then you one day randomly reached out or I felt it was random. You're like, do you want to just chat? And you know what? Like I get people that reach out just wanting to chat. And I'm like, I don't have time. Like if we're, what are we chatting about? Right. Like I like, let's, let's be proactive in this. But with you, I was like, this girl just wants to chat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm good with that. Like for whatever reason, it just felt really good. It did. And it was like, I'm never leaving you ever again. And since then we've intertwined in many different places. So many ways. Yeah. Even like we spent last night together and then we spent this morning together. And Mm -hmm. now today, like I'm, it's just, it's a Marsha day. It's a Marsha day. I like that. I like that. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm so thrilled to have you here. And I know you have so much that you can offer the audience. So I can't wait to dive in. Can you tell people where you're from? Yes, I am from just North of uh, Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Okay. In a little baby town called Keswick, <laughs> which is so funny. Shout out to Jen because to Jenny, because like we crossed. Yeah, the, right? She's there too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I love it. And I think that we're like five minutes apart. I love that. Absolutely. Love that. That's I, she will be on the show. It's coming. I want to know, let's talk about 
like who you are today. What do you do today? And what is it that you are most passionate about? And I know it's a big umbrella, but I really want to dive into parts of your story. And I want to know what you do today. You know, it's funny too, that you say, I know it's a big umbrella. (laughs) Cause like, even for me, I'm just, I'm really getting acquainted with my human design and right away. I'm like, I'm a manifesting generator. So for me to answer that question is like, it is an umbrella. It is so, there's so many layers to it. And, um, you know what, if I just come down to it, I'm noticing that my need, my desire when I wake up every morning is really just to be a cheerleader for other women right now, to support them and whatever that looks like helping them to really connect into their soul's growth. And for that reason, I do call myself a soul coach or a soul embodiment coach. So that's kind of where my journey has led me now into working with human design and the gene keys. So I'm full-time in my entrepreneurial business. And I do a lot of Reiki training on different weekends too. So published author now three times with the great Canadian woman, which is super exciting as well. We have two books that are coming out really soon. <laughs> it's amazing, right? And I love well, I wasn't, yeah. I was accurate with an umbrella. I was very, yeah, it is such, there's such an umbrella. It is such an umbrella. Like it's, and, but you know what, it is my joy and my passion. And I find when I am restricting myself, trying to make it so that it's, you know, like one hobby, one thing that's where it does not work for me. Right. Like I just, I do all the things. And I love that. I love this because for anybody who hasn't or doesn't is listening that doesn't understand human design. I had Laura on the podcast a few months ago, Laura Lorenz. So good. So if you haven't done it, I would really encourage you to go through that process to figure out what you are. And it's not restrictive. It's more identifying, but I want to just, I want to ask you first how knowing like what your human design is and how that has opened up doors for you, not being restrictive Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I'm a generator. And for my life, people have always said to me, why are you doing so much? Why do you do so much? I'm like, (laughs) it doesn't feel like much. I don't know. I do. Why don't you don't, why don't you do more? And it was just such a (laughs) way. Such a weird thing. Now I understand that's who I am. When it's something that I love, I can go all out. I actually have to remind myself to slow down. But if it's something that I love, so I would love for you to explain like the pieces of you learning your human design, your gene keys, and what that has done for you in Mm -hmm. your life and business. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing for me recently has been learning that as a manifesting generator, it is one of our most common traits to pivot and to allow ourselves to be totally guided by the universe. Like we are most in alignment as a manifesting generator, when we are opening ourselves up to just flowing from space to space to space. And also, cause we're a very beautiful mix of a manifester and a generator. So we do just like you do, we have all these lists and we get all the things done, but we also have these incredible, like intuitive drop downs where we can create and initiate and inform other people. So it's a really strong balance for me, but that was the huge thing for me was learning that the way that my brain works and the way that my body works and the way that I can pivot between, you know, being over here for one thing. And then over here, like that multi-passionate, very curious personality. I always felt like that was something to be ashamed of, especially coming into the world of entrepreneurship. There's so many business coaches out there that will teach, like, you have to find your niche, right? Like that's very common is like, find that one specialty and own it all, like become that expert, own it all over, you know, social media. And I'm like, uh, and it just totally stalls me. So to be granted permission through understanding my human design chart was like, oh my gosh, that's actually not me at all. So some people do think that like learning your human design, because there's only five types will put you into a box. But for me, it actually allowed me to step outside of the box that I was already in. Mm -hmm. Right. So good. That is such a great explanation. When I think back, it was 2017 when I published my first book and started my podcast And then I was starting coaching and then I was running live events and I was speaking. I can't tell you how many mentors said, no, 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 no. You've got to do one thing. I'm like, but I like them all. Like I actually like them all. And it felt good. And I've always been in the mindset with myself that if it doesn't feel good or if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not going to do it. It's just that simple. Fast forward four years when I understood human design, I'm like, oh, that's how I'm actually built. I did not even realize that. So that's why it makes sense. 
Yes, absolutely. And that's where, like, if we look at generator types and manifesting generator types, we make up 70% of the world and we have all been so conditioned to just do life the way we're supposed to do it. Like we allow ourselves to just get should on right. Mm -hmm. A million times over. I should do this. I should do this. I should be getting joy out of doing this. I should find a niche. It's all of those like shoulds. And we've all been living in that, but for 70% of the population, that's actually going completely against what our divine design entails. Mm -hmm. Right. And gives us permission to do. So it's, it's beautiful. And I love that you said that, like you notice, oh my goodness, I actually have been living in like alignment. I know. And And doing a pretty good job of it. But if I listen to everybody else, this is, this is, I think where alignment comes in. If I, and I had many times where I've doubted myself, like, let's be real, like pretty much most days I have moments. Um, but if I listened to everyone else, I would have went, okay, I I guess I can only write or podcast or do whatever. Like, I guess I can, but my gut, which I'm a sacral gut was like, no, you can do this. And so it's, it's amazing how you have to really tune into that. Mm -hmm. And that's really how you can find and understand what your alignment is, which you're so good at sharing and explaining. So when it comes to really the human design and gene keys, we'll actually touch on gene keys for a second, if you can, to explain mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah. So the gene keys is just, it's it's almost like a secondary chart to the human design. So when you look at your human design and you have all of the planetary placements lined up on the left and the right, and for anyone who's not familiar, you can pull it from like a free design from mybodygraph.com and see what I'm talking about here. So you have the left side and the right side, which is all the planetary placements, the moment on the left, the moment that you chose your body. So about three months before your birth. And then on the right-hand side, it is your actual birth time. Um, so the moment you were born into the world and all of the planetary placements lining up. And if you look at those numbers, those actually translate into specific gene key spheres. Mm-hmm. So we have, I think it's about, it's 12 or 13 gene key spheres and they break up into three different sequences. So we have the activation sequence, which is all about like finding your life purpose. We have the Venus sequence, which is all about like relationships and energies and showing up in your magnetism and your attraction. And then we also have the pearl sequence, which is all about finances. So financial prosperity, um, sorry, not specific to finances, but prosperity Mm -hmm. in general and abundance. So your finances actually do show up in that pearl sequence too. So what I've really been focusing on in the gene keys is the life purpose, the life work, because the life work really shows you how you are meant to show up in this lifetime, in like in your labor force, in your work life. And then there's another one in that activation sequence that is called your evolution sphere. And that's the one that really shows you your shadow energy of your default type. So like your most likely or not most likely it is your most, your strongest shadow default as to how you're showing up in the world. So your biggest obstacle really in like what you're going to need to overcome to get to your life purpose. And I love those ones. Like mine is pride. (laughs) And I never thought like I'm, I'm reading it and I'm like, no, that's not me. But even my answer immediately of no, that's not me is prideful. So I was like, oh my God, Lindsay, like sit back, (laughs) sit back and recognize what you just did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I did this consult with you and I still pulled up the notes. Um, even last night when we were doing your workshop and my default is struggle. And anybody who knows me is going to know that is hundred percent true. And that it's easy for me to fall back into struggle because it feels like in a lot of ways, life has been, if I really look at it with that lens, I can see the struggle everywhere. Like if I, but I just don't choose to look at it with that lens on a regular basis, but it doesn't mean deep down that that's not how I see it. And I'm just being totally real and vulnerable, right? Like it's just, there are moments where I can fall back into a victim mentality and I despise the victim mentality. And probably the reason I despise is because I spent so long there and being reflective, being totally honest, but that is something I can fall back into. And that was such an awareness piece. And when I fall into the struggle of something you taught us last night, which I absolutely love is how do I change that? 
how do I create a change in that? So what's, what's the next thing that you do when you recognize yourself falling into your default that doesn't serve you, right? It doesn't serve you. It doesn't move you forward. It doesn't create change. What do you do when you fall into that? Mm, I love that. I love, so I've really been kind of naming this default, but also that oppositional vibration, right? So that vibrational opposition and it's really choosing that other path, like knowing that we do have a path of most resistance, which is our default and a path of least resistance, which is literally where our soul wants us to go. Right. And our, our soul is pulling us in there. So the kind of visual that I gave in the training last night was this beautiful stream of water that is just flowing so freely. That's our soul path. And that's always available to us. And that's always where our soul is guiding us toward. And then if you look at the side of this stream, there's rocks and twigs and just a whole bunch of crap on the side that is making this water move around it and kind of creating barriers within this stream. And those are all of our default patterns. Those are our patterns of resistance. And that can look like different things for everyone, right? Struggle for you, pride for me, control. A lot of people last night were saying fear, fear of the unknown, fear of, you know, actually taking a leap forward. There was a lot of self-doubt that came up. Even like someone was saying, like my limiting beliefs, my thought patterns, I always go into like logical thinking and I don't know how to move into what our soul would be calling us toward, which would be like intuitive wisdom, right? So one of the things that we went over last night was really looking at what that default pattern is, that vibrational opposition, and then what is the exact opposite, (laughs) And really looking, and it was so funny because as I was teaching that last night, I saw everybody's face go, oh, <laughs> I, that my face was doing the same thing just in case anybody, the yeah. exact thing, but it was a light bulb moment at the same time where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that I teach default in different, like when it comes mm-hmm. to like victim, people pleasing fighter and, and it's always like awareness of what I'm doing and then choose the opposite. So yes. the same thing. Yes. I loved it. You know what? That's what I'm finding so much lately. Cause I was even having this conversation with my best friend the other night is like, all of the messages are the same. We're all, every coach that is out there that is working from their intuition, that is a soul led, you know, divine life purpose style coach. We're all giving the same messages because it's not coming from us. Right. And it's all being translated in different ways, but it's so interesting to me. And this is why I was laughing about it is like, we all get these messages, but what do we do with them? <laughs> tuck them away, tuck them away and not use them or not. Right. And we, yeah. Right. Well, sometimes what happens is we, we can hear that intuitive hit. We can hear the message, but I always say like your intuition will whisper, 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 whisper until it finally says, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to slap you across the face. Cause this is enough. Like you're not <laughs> listening to me. Like how many times? And then when you get the slap in the face, it's like, okay, I, I guess I need to pay attention. Right. And sometimes people don't, and then they get like, I, there's been a couple of times I'm sure where my default, my pride has gotten in the way. That's like, no, I can still handle this. And then the universe is like, are you sure? <laughs> like, do you really want to try? (laughs) I love it. I'm sure everybody can relate to this. So now I love, I will dive into more of that, but I want to know like what led you to do this work? Because obviously I love this, this kind of like segue you just created because it was definitely the smacks. (laughs) Yeah. I I saw it a few seconds ago. I'm like, Ooh, that's a good segue. I need to use that. That's a really good segue. Yeah. For me, it was honestly, I'm a very, I guess, like strong-willed person that I, I truly believe I'm incredibly resourceful. I can make it through a lot of different things. And the universe knew that and knew that, you know, I really needed to lose everything all at once. I needed to lose my entire sense of self and everything that went along with that. So I shared in my training last night that I looked externally to me for a lot of things. I, So at this particular time, funny, you're publishing your book and it's 2017 for me and I'm falling apart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're we're both going through like different levels of awakening, right? Yes. So yeah, for me, 2017 looked like 
in one week, I, I was burning out. I was, I was in social work and I was working at a mental health agency and I was severely burning out and didn't want to recognize that. Right. I knew I was still great at my job, but it consisted of, you know, me coming home and being terrified to turn my phone on the next day. Mm -hmm. I did not even want to see what was on it. I didn't want to go back to work. Nothing felt good. I was, you know, withdrawing from life completely. I had applied for this management position and I knew I was a really great candidate and I had made it to the last little bit of interviews and there was only two of us left and the other person was chosen over me. And that was like the light at the end of the tunnel for me was stripped away. Like I was heartbroken. I was wrecked and it just felt terrible because I was like, this is the only way I'm going to, I'm going to be able to make it. This is the only way I'm going to be able to, you know, live any longer the next week, I found out that my partner was having an affair. So it was just kind of like thing after thing, rejection after rejection. Um, And it did, it did unfortunately get to a point where I was like, so, so low because I decided to take time off work. Um, My partner and I ended up breaking up. I knew that I would be moving back in with my parents and nothing like my sense of self, like I said, was completely lost. My mental health was down the drain. I was just, I was broken. And funny enough, actually, this just popped into my mind because you're doing NLP tapping Mm -hmm. with my membership right now. It was one of my upper head bosses at my work that did a tapping session for me. When I found out I didn't get the management position, I went into her office and just started crying. I I barely knew her and I'm in there just bawling my eyes out. And she said, okay, let's tap. And it was the first time I'd ever done it. And that shifted everything for me. I went home that day feeling like there was permission in my heart to take up space that I needed to take up to take time off work, to work on my mental health. I literally dove into everything that was calling towards me. So I hit the the bottom hard enough that my only choice was to let somebody else guide me rather than me. And I allowed that choice to be the universe. I allow, I, I sat with myself. I went on a silent retreat. I said, you know, what do I actually believe in? And to me, the the solid foundation of my belief was that everything happens for a reason. That's all I could come up with at the time. Right. And it felt good to me that, okay, everything happens for a reason. So what is it that is, what is that everything? And all I could come up with was like, it's a divine energy period. I didn't have any language around God or the universe or anything around spirituality, but I was like, there's a divine energy here that is leading me Mm -hmm. in a way better life than I could choose for myself. So I made a commitment right there that I would just allow it to lead me. And that's probably one of the most transformative moments in my life was just surrendering. And I woke up the next day and I said, where do I want to go? What do I want to do today? Because I had freedom, right? I I didn't have anything. (laughs) I had lost everything. So it was just, I had freedom. And it said, pack your bags. You're going to Ottawa. And I drove to Ottawa and I went to go visit my brother and I just hung out there for two weeks. And when I came back, I was ready to just get started on my life. Like, wow. It's yeah. It's a wild story. Like the next year of my life, I experienced a lot of hardship still, but I was able to really dive in. And I'm very grateful to have that space. Like I went on long-term disability. I had that. I my, I was financially set. I was okay. I moved back in with my parents. I had the space and I had the support system to be able to take that time for myself. And I'm very aware that not a lot of people get to do that. So I was very fortunate in that for my healing journey, I was able to give it all, my all. Right. I think that that's, I think that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. And I also think that like, I understand acknowledging that, yes, you did have that available. Like you could go live with your parents, but there's also this piece that a lot of people that you can still find resources other ways. There's still like, I know it's not perfect. I know it's not ideal, but there's a lot of things that block us as women that even asking for help, even allowing ourselves to need help. So it might not look the same way, but there are times in our life where we have to stop and ask and receive the help and let ourselves, let ourselves take it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's, that is definitely hard to do. I get it. But I just wanted to say that for anybody listening, because even if you're not in the situation that you were in, sometimes we have to reach out and ask. We went through last mm-hmm. year when I had surgery, my husband had surgery two weeks after me, pandemic, nowhere to go. Neither one of us could drive. His doctor's appointments were in Toronto. So he, we're like asking friends to drive him and I'm getting friends to drive me. We couldn't even, I couldn't put my shoes on. And it was yeah. just like, yeah. I wasn't great at asking for help. And I believe the universe was like, okay, well now you're going to have no choice. Like now yeah. you're going to have no choice. And it was a beautiful lesson because the thing is, is that there's always people there. It, there are people who are willing to step up and help. And I just know that I will give it back in return. Like I know it's going to come back around somewhere, but I know that that's a block. A lot of women can do of blocking of asking for help and then allowing ourselves to receive it. Yeah. And that's even that limiting belief right away of I'm either going to be a burden or there's not going to be anyone out there to help me that already prevents you from asking. And the only way that people will be able to say yes, is if you put your space, if you, if you bring yourself into a space of receptivity, right. Of receiving. So literally like, yes, I totally acknowledge that everybody's um, situation in surrender is going to be completely different. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that that's exactly, that's exactly purposeful. Like that's exactly, it's going to be different for you because it's what you need to get you to a point of surrender. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was losing everything. And I hope for other people, it doesn't have to get to that point and that you don't need as much time and space as I did to heal in those moments. Right. I'm still like, I am absolutely still healing. We're always healing. And there's, and I said that last night too, is like, it would be so boring if we weren't. I know we, <laughs> right? we want ease. I get that. We talk, and we can have ease in moments. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like, I, I can't remember what I was looking up. Cause this quote, I wrote it down. Cause it was when you were talking, it made me think of it. And it was uh, Dave Hollis in his new book, and I, I'm loving it. But what he said was, what if the hand you're being dealt is prepping you for where you're going and not where you are right now? And yeah. I just was like, okay, whoa, that one hit me really, really like deep in the sense that we can be frustrated with the hand that we're being dealt. I always like to say it's prepping us for what is coming. You can take that in a negative way. That's not meant negative, but it's like, if that's where your mindset is, which is where mine was for a long time, then it's prepping you for what is coming. And I used to say to myself all the time, like, okay, you are, you are capable of handling this. This is like, you are more than capable of handling this, whatever those mantras are to help to ground you back down and not go into that victim mentality. But the healing journey, I think is, I mean, it's not a straight line. We talk, we joke about the entrepreneur's line where it's like this big squiggly line, which is literally what it is, is all over the place. It's not straight. And even if you're looking at someone else's entrepreneur journey and you think it's like, oh my gosh, they have it all figured out. And it's this beautiful straight line and they're successful. It's just, (laughs) you got it wrong. (laughs) You got it wrong. I promise you you have it wrong. And if that's what they're showing, that's not who I would choose to follow. I would rather follow somebody who paints the picture of what the real journey has looked like. So that like that healing journey, if I think of the last four years for you, the healing journey, the entrepreneur journey, how have they intermeshed together to help you where your business is right now? Ah, I love it. It's, you know, it's not one, it's not, they're not separate by any means. It is, it was literally, I got to a point where I said, like, my soul was leading me everywhere that I was going. And it led me into Reiki training. I went to totally for myself thinking like, this is just going to be really beautiful healing for myself. And funny enough, it Reiki was always something that I like snuffed at. I was like, oh no, like that's never going to be my thing. Right. Like that's just, I don't believe in it, blah, blah, blah. And I recognize now that that was my path of resistance. That was my ego saying, no, stay away from that because that's actually going to have a lot of expansion in it for you. And yeah. Right. Until I chose it. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go, I'm going to, and I, I took the training right away. And that led me into just doing Reiki sessions for people. And then I started doing, I, I went to a retreat and I was so inspired by this retreat that I went to for my own healing around the circles that we were doing. The power of these in-person women's circles was just wildly activating for me. So I, 
I actually went home and I planned my first women's circle. And I started that it, I got home on the Sunday. I had my women's circle on the Wednesday and, um, I, my, I, that's where everything just ignited for me. I think the women's circles were, were where most people started with me. They were, and I still work with people that came to the first one. That's like, it's, it's so wild to me, but I've been very blessed in my business that it just flowed very naturally. I always, once I realized Marsha in that first year, what kind of magic can happen if I actually let my soul lead me and not my logical brain, the magic that I saw I was like, there's no way I can't trust this. So I allowed that to move me through the first three years of my business completely. No business strategy, no plan, no nothing. I just allowed it to move me. And I'm so blessed and fortunate that it did. It moved me into perfect alignment with a beautiful community of clients and people and just um, even networking, like the, the membership that I have, being able to network with people like you, with other coaches or influencers. And yeah, it's just, it's been a really beautiful journey, but it's definitely not one over here. And then one over here, like when you start a healing journey and you allow yourself to open up to the possibilities that exist beyond your logical mind, everything starts to come into, into your space, right? Like it just, you call it in, it just shows up there. Like, I think this is kind of what came into my mind when you were talking about the David Hollis quote was like, if somebody had asked me five years ago, what would you like for your life in five years? My brain would have been like, I want the management position right at this social workplace. I want to possibly be living in like a nicer home. Cause I was renting a basement apartment at the time. Like it would have been very limited, mm-hmm. right? I never ever would have said, I'm going to be a three times published author. I'm going to have my own business that makes like really great money. I'm going to have a beautiful community of people around me. I'm going to be married within like six months of meeting my wife. Like there's no way I would have written the story that has happened for me. And that is because I let my soul lead me. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know that's going to land with people is that piece of really allowing. So if a person who's listening says that sounds great for her, how do I start? (laughs) Because we all know we do this, right? Is like, how do you let your soul guide you when you are a logical person, or maybe it is something that is, you know, like you said, like, where do I want to be in five years? I want this job. I want this. I want this. I want this. And that's what your ego is setting out because that's what we have set out as achievements. But I'm just would love to give even a couple tips to somebody listening to go, how, how do you follow that soul, that intuitive hit when it's, you're trying to make decisions and decide where to go next? So I think the first thing to do is to give yourself permission to witness that there are more possibilities out there. So I, this is something that I shared last night too, is like giving yourself permission with proof. So if you're a very logical person, think of all of the ways that your intuition has led you before and where it has led you, because it has, even if you are the most logical person in the entire world, (laughs) right. And you've written all the encyclopedias, right. You're just so logical. Even if you're that person, there have been little baby intuitive hits. And if you can even name one, then you're already rewiring your brain into believing that there's proof Mm -hmm. that your intuition does work right? That your intuition is there because it is, and it's always available to you. And if you can't connect into that one, then the the other one, the next one that I would say is to just create space for it. And this is something that I work with, even with my like one-on-one clients. Um, if they're at the very, very beginning of their journey, something I will suggest is I take 30 seconds each day where you just stop what you're doing walk to a different room where it's silent and take a couple of deep breaths. That's it. Plain and simple. Take a couple of deep breaths, give your brain space to shut off for a second, right? Your body space to not be stimulated and just let your soul be there. Invite it in. Even if you say like, if it feels comfortable for you to say like, okay, I'm open. 
right? Okay. I'm ready to receive whatever that looks like. And if it's not comfortable for you yet, then just go breathe in the bathroom for 30 Mm -hmm. seconds, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like anyone, no matter how logical you are, no matter how woo woo you think I might sound right now, anybody can start this journey. And it's that simple. But it's funny because when things are that simple, we roll our eyes at them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we go, oh, that's, that's so silly. How would that actually lead me? But think about if you did that three times a day for 30 seconds a day, Mm -hmm. and then by the end of the week, you're at five minutes where all you're doing is shutting off your brain and receiving wisdom from your soul. I love that. Like, right. Even like two or three drop down words can give you guidance. Mm-hmm. for your next steps. There's so many things you said there. And I, I just, I love it because I think that the word space came up to me. I know there have been times where I resist space. Like I resisted yeah. being part generator, be like being a generator, being a person who just goes juggles all the hats that I would resist space. And yet when I think back in time, like with my book, the opening, the ending and the title all came when I stopped writing. Like, I remember I was like, I can't come up with the ending. I can't figure this out. I can't do that. And it was like, no, go to yoga, sit down. I remember sitting on the mat and I'm like, when she stopped asking why it was like instantly, I'm like, oh, where'd that come from? Because there's space. Like we don't, we space makes us uncomfortable. And I think it's because we don't feel like we have control over, even though control is an illusion anyways, but it's this, I think the space makes, makes us uncomfortable, but I think that's the one thing I would say. I love that you said that. The second thing is people say to me all the time, I can't, I can't, how do you know what your intuition is saying? Well, ask it and listen. And, and it can be just the simplest things. Like, what do I feel like eating right now? And ask it and listen. And then eventually you start to build such a better relationship with your own intuition that it gets really easy. There are some things I can decide in a second and it's like, nope, not for me. Like, it's just not, and it's okay. Yeah. And I think when it comes to intuition, we, so many of us think like, it has to be this drop down Jesus moment where like Jesus comes in and says, this is exactly what it needs to be like. Right. But we, we dismiss the fact that our intuition speaks to us in so many different ways and it speaks to us all day long. And we're really good at bypassing it. We're really good at justifying it or putting some logical explanation as to why that's not intuition or whatever that looks like. But if you look, if you are to study the actual like clairs of intuition, even every feeling that you get right? Every feeling, every sensation that you experience in your body is some level of wisdom from your intuition, right? So like when your body, when you feel hungry, where that's not coming from your logical brain. (laughs) No. Right. So we are receiving these things from like for everything, every single thing. When you got that gut feeling, when you were driving the other day, And that gut feeling was like, turn left, girlfriend, you got to turn left. And then you turned right, despite your gut feeling. And then you were stuck in a red light for two hours because it wasn't working or whatever that looks like, or there was a car accident in front of you, whatever that looks like, whether we are always getting those like intuitive drop downs, but it's just so easy for us to dismiss them. So for someone who says like, I don't, I don't connect to my intuition. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's because of conditioning. It's because you've built up so many blocks to it. But even just for a moment, and I say this to so many of my clients, like just entertain me for a second. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> just it. Entertain me. Just give me the benefit of the doubt for two seconds. Pretend that this could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Right? And let's just do that. And then once we do that, we let go of that little bit of sense of control that we have, which is a default for so many of us. We give that little bit, we create that space. And then it's like, oh, and then we build proof and then we build more proof. Right. And that's all it takes. So for anyone who is like totally resisting what I'm saying today, just give me the benefit of the doubt for a second Mm -hmm. (laughs) and go take 30 seconds in the bathroom. (laughs) Please do. Please do. I would love to know how the message lands because I love that you've said that. And I think that Um, we, again, going back to default, we all have our way of doing things and it works to a point. I say, I always say that there comes a point in our life where our strengths become our weakness. And if we don't start to learn a different way of doing things, we, I mean, sometimes I stop and laugh and I'm like, Marsha, you might as well just go bang your head against the wall because you're not 
do you're not, you're fighting yourself right now. Like you're fighting yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I think that's probably why I have been, I resonate with so much of what you say and do, because I see you, I know now a little bit more about you that you are definitely, you've got the masculine traits and that you like, you can go, you can push, you can get things, you get stuff done that needs to be done, but there's still this beautiful piece of trusting and letting that ease come in, letting that flow happen. And when you can really combine the both, we don't have to be one or the other. You actually can make such a big difference and impact in your business and in other people's lives. A million percent. And the thing is, is like, we are not one or the other. We've been conditioned to be very heavy in one over the other. Right. And that, like, even if you think about what that comes down to in terms of hierarchy, in terms of, you know, this expert over you being a student, in terms of male over female, like, there's been so much conditioning around us having to choose one or the other. But we've never, we were never meant to do that. It was always meant to be a balance of energy. And that's just not how we've been living. So to rewire that default of always going toward our masculine. Mm-hmm. is definitely very difficult but i think too what we forget is that in our masculine energy there are also two levels to it so there's the the sacred and then there's the wounded same thing with our feminine energy and it's about balancing and getting to the sacred for both of them mm-hmm. right so you can use your masculine energy in a very powerful and beautiful way when you're leaning into action and discipline and commitment, that's all masculine, Mm -hmm. right? And then really pulling in that beautiful, creative and nourishing and intuitive energy from the feminine side. And when you can match those, when you can merge those, that's incredible. That's where all of that magic starts to happen. Mm, I love, thank you so much for explaining that because I hope that that will resonate with people who I know I'm not alone, who thought for the longest time, it's like one or the other. And if you are a masculine driven person, you could look at a person who you perceive as being more feminine driven in how she shows up. And that can look as weakness that can look as like, Mm -hmm. I can't do it like that. Like, is this, so I think there is this blend that I think is really, really beautiful. And that, that work is what has led you to call yourself a soul coach, which I love. Like, was that a very intuitive hit to decide to, yeah. Yes, 100%. I, you know, that's the thing, right? We, when we start a business, we sit there and we're like, what do I call myself? What do I call myself? And we obsess about it. And then we're like, okay, but then what do I call my business? And I see people, you know, even just putting it out there on Facebook, Hey, um, what should I call my business? And I'm like, no, please don't do that. that. I know. I know. Don't do that. Right. And, and you know what, I think I can be very honest here. Like for me, I have rebranded my business four times Mm -hmm. and that is part of me being a manifesting generator and having all these different drop down ideas, but it's also because my business has been incredibly connected to my healing journey. So as I continue to grow and develop and evolve, so does my business, my little beautiful baby that I have created here. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I have totally allowed my names to drop down intuitively, even my offerings, I allow them to drop down intuitively. So yeah, soul coach, I think was just that thread that always linked every single one of these identities in my business that I've had, it's always been there. So I'm even noticing now that some of my like taglines from three years ago are coming up when I'm writing my copy for my website. And I'm like, this is so funny. It's always been there. It's always, every single thing I've dropped down has led me to this point. And who knows where I'll be in five years. Maybe I won't be calling myself a soul coach anymore. And I'm totally okay with that. I can still definitely see that it will be a thread that will always weave into my work because that's what I'm here to do. And it's so funny to you, Marcia, when you look at your gene keys specifically, those are the spheres that highlight the missions that your soul has chosen for this lifetime, right? So when I look at mine, I'm like, well, clearly... (laughs) I'm like, of course, that's why I'm here. This is what I've been doing the whole time, right? It gives you so much information and it gives you information from the shadow perspective mm-hmm. and then the gift and the CD, which you, you know, because you got yours, but it's just so interesting to me that like, it's all been written there for us. 
-hmm. Your divine design is there. It's just, what do you want to do to resist it? And how much energy do you want to use to, because I always, everything we do is energy, right? And and I mean, I, I use this in all aspects of my life and business, my clients, myself, like it's all energy. I can spend, I used to be, when I talk about our defaults and the fighter and the perfectionist, and I was such a fighter in the sense that if you said one thing, like if you cornered me, like I just would come out with all, like all barrels blasting so much energy and so much intensity that I often look at it and I think, no wonder I was so tired and burnt out all the time. I was fighting battles left, right, and center that didn't have to be fought. And then it was like, okay, let's change how I do that. Because when you're in that situation, you're putting energy into something that like I was never changing the other person anyways. Like, like what in the world was I doing? Like, what's who was I proving to? And then it was like, no, that doesn't matter. And then when you learn how to walk away from that, it's so freeing and let yourself just be and not waste energy. So I would say like, look at your day and where are you wasting energy that, you know, right. It's that it could come back to you and where, how else could you use that energy instead of wasting it everywhere else? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love that. And I, I, that's, it's actually something that I have been teaching on lately is like, who is the real energy vampire? <laughs> Ouch. Right. Cause yeah. it's so, we're so good at being like, Oh, I can't stand being around this person. There's such an energy vampire. They just drain me. And it's like, well, how did you get yourself into a space where you were so easily drained? Mm-hmm. Right. And how can you look at actually like reclaiming that energy and coming back to what you're all about is like taking ownership of your choices, mm-hmm. right? You get to choose. You actually get to choose whether that person is of draining your energy or not and where your energy lays in that day, right? Like a hundred percent. And I, I go back to even the intuitive drop. I named this podcast on your choices on your life because that's what changed my life. Like that is what changed my life four or five years ago was knowing, okay, own my own choices, own my own choices. And there are times I still have to remind myself, but it's, it's just interesting. If I can just share one little tidbit in what you said, I won't name anybody is because we all have our own family stuff all the time, but there's like this ongoing issue that happens in our family. And my one family member said to my husband, it's just so easy for her to shut it down. She doesn't take it at all from anybody. Like she just, and I, but I, I used to fight it. Now I'm like, well, that's your opinion. That's fine. But I don't have time for it. I don't have space for it. If you want to talk in a constructive way, we can, if that's how you want to talk, not interested. And I literally just not interested. And he said, you know, it's so easy for her. And I overheard the conversation and he was like, it's actually not easy for her, but she does it because it's, it's not hers to carry. She knows that. And here are people who are older than me watching this and saying like, but no, that she can do that. And that's just something that I can't do. And I'm like, you can though, like you could do, we choose to stay in the middle of some things, maybe because we're, I don't want to say addicted to drama or whatever that is. But we do choose. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations that if we really can look at it with a global view, it's not the best one for us. We know that, but it's what we've done our whole life. And interrupting that pattern is uncomfortable. And then the next question comes, and I heard people say it last night in the call, what are others going to say? What are others going to think? How are they going to judge me by me changing my actions? Well, I guarantee they're not going to like it. They're not. But if it gives your soul some peace, that's worth it because that's where your peace, your energy comes from. And that's how you can create change in your own life. Yeah, absolutely. And when we start to show up in our actual authentic energy, we give other people permission to do the same, right? So yes, it might be triggering for them at the beginning, but your triggers also led you to your greatest developments and your greatest awakenings. So why shrink yourself to prevent them from experiencing discomfort, which will eventually allow them to grow. Mm, I love that. You know, we could do a whole podcast episode on triggers. Triggers are, I, triggers are like your, I call them that, like that little, what did I say? it's like the map. It's like showing you where you can go. And if you can look at that trigger differently, instead of resistance, instead of looking at it that way, looking at it as possibility, like what could I, do? what can I, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. The pot, the, the trigger 100% for me or any area in your life where you are being asked to step outside of your comfort zone is an opportunity for growth. 
it's could definitely be like, and just playing into what you were just saying, it could definitely be an opportunity for discomfort and a little bit of like, Oh, resistance. Like I really don't want to do that. It doesn't feel easier to do that, to take that path, but that's where the growth is. Right. So yeah, you, you do have a choice. You do have a choice in sitting back and just being like, I'm really uncomfortable. I'm actually just going to keep sitting here because it feels easier. Or you can take the harder route, which is healing, right? There's no denying, right? Yeah. Like taking, I could have very easily just gone back to work, sucked it up. Like I was told to do when I was younger, right? Just suck it up, throw it under the rug, get back to work, make the money, find another job while you still have this job kind of thing. Right. I could have done that. I'm telling you right now, Marsha, when I was in my first like three weeks of taking time off of work, I had about 30 tabs open on my computer of different pages like charity village and all of these different pages where I could job search. I was looking for that next spot and none of them, there was resistance with every single one. And the universe was always like, no, 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 no. And even I entertained at one point going back to work for a part-time, just like admin position at the same company and something tragic happened. And I wasn't even able to go back to work then. And it was just like every single time I entertained something that was not in alignment, the universe shifted me. And if we actually allow that, Mm -hmm. right, even if it is so incredibly uncomfortable, if we allow that, that's where the real true like abundance and magic happens for us. And that's what we all want. Mm -hmm. We all crave that. We sit there and we want clarity. We beg for it. But then we're like, I really want to be clear. I want clarity. I want to know my next steps but I'm always so confused. The second you put that, butt in there, mm-hmm. you're just rewriting your story. You're just putting it out into the universe that you're just a confused person all the time and that you actually don't want clarity. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I, you also think sometimes like when we ask for clarity, that means that we might get a drop down. That's not what we think we're supposed to be doing. And that's even more uncomfortable. So it's like, okay, we're just going well, to that's often that what happens, <laughs> right? I know I'm just being real. Yeah. Like usually it isn't what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think coming back to just the concept of trusting that there's a possibility greater than what your human brain is conjuring up right now. Mm-hmm. Right. That is truly life-changing is just entertain the fact that there's a possibility out there that your path has already been planned. That is so much greater than what you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. Huge. I love that. I love that. So we will make sure all of your stuff is in the show notes to be able to connect with you, but I want to know, I want you to share like, where are the best ways that you support? I know you have a lot of different things coming. What are the best ways that you can support or people can connect with you in order to either work with you or whatever that looks like? Yeah. So I would say it kind of runs down like two different paths. So if somebody is looking to really get connected to their purpose, they're out here floundering, they have no idea what to do next. They want to possibly learn a little bit more about why they showed up in this world and what they're doing here and what their purpose is. Then I offer private coaching um, in different containers. So like one month, three month and six month containers with that. And we really dig into human design and gene keys there. Um, and then I also offer a group soul coaching container, which is going to be launching um, pre-sale November 12th mm-hmm. uh, for the first round. And I am, I've poured my heart and soul into that one. So I'm, I'm very excited. And someone you might know, as I'm winking, wink is showing up in the first module. So that's fun. Um, and that's like a 12 week, really intense, immersive container where you are just going to be held. Like you're a little baby in my arms and I'm just, just holding you through all of it because it's going to be uncomfortable. It's a lot of shadow work. It's really for people who have started their healing journey and are looking for that next step to dive in deeper. And that's going to be that space. And then I also have on the other side, my Reiki training. So my Reiki training is incredibly, um, it's all about like intuitive Reiki. So we are really diving into connect into your intuition to explore how you can be of service in the universe. So 
I know for probably a lot of people that are watching yours, your, your stuff too, right? We're all here because we know that we're meant to help in some way. Mm -hmm. We're meant to be like supportive or be of service in some way. So that's truly where I lean in with my Reiki training. And some people take it because they want to use it in their business. Some people take it because they want to be able to offer healing energy to their family. And some people take it for themselves. And I think it's hilarious because the first thing that I'll ask them is like, why did you show up here? And there's so many of them and they're like, I have no clue. (laughs) I have no idea. I was just drawn to like a post you made on Instagram or your energy in your stories or Reiki has just been calling me, but I'm just here. And then they leave the weekend with so much clarity around like what they're meant to do with this beautiful gift. Um, also there's a lot of ego healing in my work. So Mm -hmm. I really try to rewrite that pattern around understanding your logical brain and your ego and how it is actually a vehicle for you to live in your purpose. So yeah, those are, those are the main ways of working with me, but then there's also the divine by design consultation that you did Mm -hmm. where we get to do a huge report style reading for your human design and your gene keys chart. And then we also get to break all of it down in a one-on-one coaching call, which I absolutely love. So those are the main ways. Thank you so much for sharing. I have done that consult. And for anybody who is interested, fascinating, like beyond fascinating. And it helps for the logical brain to understand a little bit and then also opening up to see all the possibilities. So I really, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Yay. I'm so glad. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's a responsibility that I take in my work is like, I'm not here to pretend that your logical brain isn't resisting this. Mm -hmm. So like we, I can all entertain it for a second. Like let's lean into it. Let's really work ourselves around why it is so conditioned into trying to prevent you from aligning with your soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. And then let's lean in. Like it's, it happens in steps, right? I'm not just going to go, okay, here, dive into your soul purpose because that you won't be able to embody it unless you really connect in with that root first, unless you really look at what is it that is preventing me and moving me into my default so consistently. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Honestly, it's oh just my gosh, such a, a deep dive on such a different level, which I love because Yay. I love, like love bringing people in to share their stories, what they've come through. And then as well, just to see how it actually the stories actually shape where we end up going and what we end up Mm -hmm. doing, right? It's that piece of recognizing that I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't come through all of that. And even when I think back to in the beginning, when you talked about social work and mental health and everything that you did there, like I commend people who work in that industry because A, I know it's overwhelming, especially right now. And B, not always a lot of support. And um, C, I also know it's, how do I say this with mental health? Cause I, we've dealt with it so much in our own immediate family that, mm-hmm. you know, people have to be ready for change. They have to be ready and open. And then when they're ready, doesn't mean that something is available and it can be a really affect the whole family. So just that work alone, I know that that is very heavy and can be hard, but I also know it's prepped you for what you do now. You see so many things that are available to help others. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, there's something that I like to talk about in my work and these they're, they're called shadow careers. And I truly believe that my soul has always been leading me to where I'm meant to be right now to, to helping women in this capacity, but it showed up in different ways for me because I wasn't quite courageous enough to, to take steps towards this, or I didn't know that it was even a possibility for me to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship was never something that I'm like, yes, that's what I'm going to do when I'm older. Right. It was, so there's been so many different ways where my soul has led me towards careers or positions that were, you know, just under alignment. So just part of that shadow piece and social work was definitely one of them. And you're totally right that it just taught me those things that I needed about myself. One of the big things being that I am incredibly intuitive. It wrapped my head around. I am here to help people. I know that hands down point blank. I'm here to help people. I'm here to support people. And I can't do it in that capacity because I am energetically incredibly sensitive (laughs) and very intuitive. And that was not the place for me to be. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And that's okay. Right. (laughs) And that's okay. That's a hundred percent. I totally. Okay. 
I totally respect and understand that. I mean, I was a registered kinesiologist for 28 years. I worked with people and I learned a lot about coaching, like even just mindset coaching in that time. I knew that's not where I was going to be forever. I just didn't, I knew it was going to change. I didn't know when, but it was a pandemic that basically said, okay, it's done. You're going to figure this out. And I'm like, okay. And I knew even like, even every time there was two or three times last year that I I could have gone back to work, but then all of a sudden up pops my, like we're prepping for back surgery. You can't walk. And I'm like, okay, there's like nothing happening that I can get back. It's not supposed to happen. And that's literally, I went, it's not supposed to happen. Actually. I'm not supposed to. And that's where we have to trust that Mm -hmm. you could still push as hard as you could against that grain and make it like force it so that you get back to work. Or you could just trust that all of these obstacles are showing up in your way because it's actually putting you towards your actual path. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can't imagine you not being here. Like, I can't imagine that. I'm like, no, Martha's been doing this forever. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's so funny in different ways. And it's like, I, yeah. I remember having a deep, like a deep conversation with myself last August. I had to let go of all my regulation. I had to, but I, I wasn't in this and I'm like the queen of all of it. I love to share. it. I wasn't in a space to share with people that I was getting prepped for this incredibly scary surgery. And so when everybody's like, well, when are you coming back? And I'm like, I can't right now. And I can't even explain why, because I just, I just can't. And I kept saying it that way. And then I let it all go. And I remember sitting in this place of September last year going, okay, we're just going to trust what this is going to look like. And, and that was probably one of the biggest lessons I had as a person who pushes, pushes, pushes. I, I couldn't anymore. I could, I could barely walk. I could barely move. I didn't want anyone to know. And it was like embracing trust. So even now, and I love what you're saying. I just want to reflect on that, that even now when I hit resistance, I'm like, no, you have built up proof that there have been times that you trusted and it worked out, right? We've got to go back and look at our own inventory and see where has this, where is this, this is not true. This is, I've actually proven this against this many times. Yes. That proof piece is so huge because as humans, (laughs) logical brains, we have been very conditioned to need proof. I want to see it. I want to see it. And it's like, okay, look at your life, take that inventory, see how the universe has given you proof before. And you know what? I think this is so key to you sharing your experience is like, don't get to a point where you literally have to be knocked on your ass and put out cold right? Yeah. Because we have, we still, we have the choice. You had the choice to not let it get that far. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, I, knew. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not defensive to that. You're exactly right. It was like, I actually got mentally to the place where it was like the universe went, I have been telling you for years <laughs> that you're done doing it this way yeah. it's just, and you have to listen. And then it was like, okay, now I've got to actually learn how to get dressed and walk again. And those are the lessons that I had to walk through. And that's, that's exactly, that's exactly part of it. So trusting is it's, I mean, listen, we're always growing. We're always growing. There's no age limit on knowledge. Like, please don't be a person. We all have those family members in our life that will never grow, never change, never. (laughs) That's not how it works. We're always meant to learn and grow and change and morph and expand and all the things. So let that be a possibility. A hundred percent. I, you know what, just as you were saying that it reminded me of my grandmother right now, my grandma is 94 years old Mm -hmm. and she is someone who grew up, you know, in a white community as a farmer's wife. Mm -hmm. And when I came out as gay to her, her response was just like, (laughs) like you would imagine that it would be a very conditioned response. She was a church goer her entire life. She was married to a white farmer. Like they have their ideals. Right. Yep. And her response was just like, well, it's not my cup of tea, but if it works for you, (laughs) that was just initial. So then I get married and she is head over heels in love with my wife. And now she's this 94 year old woman that goes downstairs and speaks about her lesbian daughter and her daughter-in-law to all of these other older people. Right. And it's just like, the possibility is there. You can change your mind. You can allow yourself to grow and evolve and be different and do better. 
right? You can always do better. And I just think that I just, I love her for it. I just think she's so funny. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that is an incredible example. Like, honestly, I really, really do. I think it's an incredible example because it just, we're always available for that growth. We just have to allow ourselves to do that. We just have to give it, give ourselves permission to just trust, right? Like that's all it is. Just trust. She has to trust that, you know, her uh, religious views, right. Could be different than what is actually true. Mm -hmm. Right. And she can just trust that. And if she can just be open and willing to that possibility, and that's all it is, is if there is something going on in your life that feels like it is restricting you in some way, be open to the possibility that it can be different. That's plain and simple. The first step, right? Just be open to the possibility that it can be different, that you have access to that choice and that you can make it right. Like it's there. As long as we recognize that it's there, then we know that we can take that route. I love that. That's so good. That is so good. Okay. I could talk to you forever and I want to respect your time. I really want to respect your time, but I do have two questions for you. Cause I like to ask these at the end, what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Surrender. Mm. surrender 100% exactly what we've been talking about the lesson of just trusting and surrendering that I am not the be all end all and that my logical brain is very limited in its capacity to imagine possibility okay first off I love that word second that was probably the fastest anyone has ever answered that question on this podcast and that (laughs) that is really cool because that tells you like that was an intuitive like answer yes the pause button sometimes on that question when I ask is like, people are like, that's really hard. I'm like, not really, not really. just trust your answer. And I, there's no judgment, but it just, you answered it so fast. And I think that's because you can plug right into that. So I love that answer. Last question. Everything I talk about on this show and that I do is about how our lives can change when we own our choices, when we own our stories, when we like stand on our stories, we actually embody everything that we are. How different is your life now that you do that? Uh, Like a million and a million and a million times more different. (laughs) I, yeah, like, I don't even know how to answer that question. It is literally coming back to, I, if I could have imagined what this looks like, I would have short ended myself a million times over when I owned the fact that there was other possibilities to my world than what I had imagined, right? And I owned my choice to surrender and I owned my choice to uh, let my soul lead me. Mm-hmm. That's when my life opened up in miraculous ways, absolutely miraculous ways. Like even my big one for me, and I absolutely love this, is like my wife came in like a fucking whirlwind and moved my world right into place. Like, I met her at a women's circle that I was leading a week later, we're dating six months later, she's proposing and eight months later, we're married. And it was just like that alignment happened. And that beautiful event in my life happened because I surrendered because I made the choice to let my soul lead me. That is so beautiful. Honestly, thank you for sharing that. I loved everything mm-hmm. that you just said. It hit home for me so, so deeply. So I honestly, so grateful for you. Thank you for being here. And I will make sure that everybody knows how to reach out and connect with you. I'm so grateful our paths have crossed and that we are in each other's world right now. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Marcia. I'm so honored. And it, like, I love, I love absolutely having these conversations with you. So thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.